Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Color Me Dead, a true crime podcast. I'll say that again, a true crime podcast. With that said, these gals are going to talk to you and if you get on social media, show you some sick, twisted, vile, fucked up, nasty, disgusting things. If you find yourself sensitive, if you find yourself easily triggered, this might not be for you. Turn back now. If you think you got it and you can handle it, proceed. But first, grab a condom, because these girls are going to fuck your feelings. Welcome to Color Me Dead. seconds of silence but i had to stare at the fan <laughs> i just stared at the time i was like three four Two, I, five God, we're good <laughs> in one more second i can talk jesus welcome everybody hello to another episode color me dead color me dead kind oh, bitch <laughs> well, that's much that's much i don't even know what episode number it is is it 23 um it could be 23. It could be 24. It's one of the episode numbers. You'll know. You'll be able to look <laughs> at it. You'll I'll see. figure it out by you'll... then. I got a week. It's fine. <laughs> you'll see after it's been edited and uploaded. But we have a delicious little treat for you guys. Yeah. Our intern. So we now have an intern. We have a, a for those of you that don't know, we have been considered a wolf pack for many years. And there's always been three of us. Yes. And um, one of the members of the wolf pack has been featured on a previous episode. Yes. And now she will be sitting in more often. All the time. All the time. All of the time. She so, will be here. So, mm, so it will be lovely. Everybody <laughs> give warm welcome to Nikki Toon. Hey. 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 Hello, Nikki. Hello. <laughs> tell, us, tell us a little about yourself. Oh. Doing oh that. shit! <laughs> Remember on the first day of school when you had to stand up and be like, like "My mean. name is Angel. My favorite color is blue. I like French fries." <laughs> <laughs> and then you second guess. You're like, "Wait, is it French fries? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I like fr- pizza. Pizza. <laughs> I made a mistake. I need to go. God, pop. I don't even like blue. What the fuck was I thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> so originally, Nikki probably would have been with us in the very beginning, but Nikki. Is a sensitive soul. She's, a She's tender the most heart. sensitive, non-sensitive person. Right? She, okay, so we, we actually joked about this <laughs> just a minute ago. Ember is the, probably the toughest one out of all of us, but. The first one to fucking cut tears. Yeah. On air. And I fucking <laughs> cry. Angel cries, me, Angel, I fucking cry over everything. Like, I can watch a Budweiser commercial and fucking tear up. And Nikki just doesn't do scary stuff. She's not, she's kind of a sissy that way, but she never cries. Like, no, no. I've watched her have a hysterectomy and then, like, be, <laughs> be in severe pain and not shed a tear and just be like, this really sucks. I'm like, 
Yeah, and when we all when we all came together, I was like, Nikki and I are the same because we're the type of person that if you're crying, we're gonna pat you on the back with the broom. Oh yeah, yeah. we're yeah. Across, like do it, do it from I, a distance. Don't look at me while you cry because I don't know how to deal with it. <laughs> I can't. I, I get I'm uncomfortable. With cry in the cry. corner yeah. like a normal human. And then <laughs> could I you fucking not show yourself right now? <laughs> you're exposing, and you I feel less emotional right now. Right, and then you're like, I, I don't know what people would say to me when I cry, so I don't know what to say to you. So I'm like, are you done? <laughs> <laughs> the only you know what the, the only one time I've ever seen my friend cry mm-hmm. like even in severe amounts of pain after surgery bourbon no, no it crasher. crasher it was crasher when mm-hmm. the I even made break. like Spencer had to walk out <laughs> yeah my heart was it made my and you would think that that would like the amount of tears I shed on a daily basis yeah, but he would be used to it. Well, he's used to you. Right. But then he saw like Mad Max oh. over here break down and he was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Exit. Exit. What Where's do my I exit? do with my hands? <laughs> oh, God. And he was like, I'm sorry. And I'm like, no. Ah! <laughs> yeah, I hate that when I'm on the verge of tears and somebody locks eyes with me or if they reach out and do one of those touchy things don't oh my God. touch me where they do the pat pat and you're like it's over with <sighs> fucking fall apart and then i feel embarrassed like i pretty much wanted to avoid everybody on social media after i released that episode because i was like oh my god i cried nobody talk about the time i cried okay right. that's our secret <laughs> it'll be like the time in college where we you know right. we wanted to see if we liked it <laughs> <laughs> time angel and i got super drunk in my kitchen one night okay let's be careful about what you say no. because <laughs> i just talked about I know, like I know, college I know. scissoring and then you're like there's this one time we were drunk in the okay. kitchen i'm like that's that Wait, is not what happened there was no scissoring <laughs> only a little we got just the tip <laughs> just the tip just to see how it feels we got unexpectedly drunk in the kitchen and we were eating fucking cookie butter out of a jar and we decided to open up. We ex- decided to expose our feelings, which really exposing our genitals would have been less uncomfortable. <laughs> I think she opened up about her childhood. I opened up about my childhood. Then we were bawling. And then we both looked at each other and we're like, this moment never, never happened. happened. <laughs> I know. I think I was here the next day and you guys were talking about it. I'm like, I, I don't want to know. You're like, nope, don't <laughs> nope. get me. In that, was the, that was the moment that we both were like, let me open Pandora's box of fuckery most foul from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we both cried. Yeah, and then weird. we had to walk away and be like, listen, I can't be your friend for like 48 hours. Right. So <laughs> it's like when dudes see other dudes doing something, you know, we'll just pretend like it didn't happen. Right. Mm-hmm. This never I don't know, just dudes, but just people in general. That's all I can think of. Well, I'm fine with say, both of you yeah. seeing my vagina. That's not fine with you both seeing me cry. I would <laughs> rather, I would I've, rather you see. I've watched you shoot yes. babies from your Vagina. Me too. We held hands and smiled while watching your vagina. Dude, I fucking ran. We, we held your knees to your oh, fucking ears. ears. I shot a baby out of my pussy cannon. I know. I was there. <laughs> while Angel cried and Ember and I stayed back, we're like, don't make eye contact with anyone because we don't want to join in this bullshit. Right? Dude, we're fine. It's, uh, we're good. It, watching a baby, I don't care, dude. Watching a baby be born is one of the grossest, most amazing miracles i never want to see it happen. i've ever i've ever cool. seen and i i seriously like you get emotional because you just watch this little life come into the world 
and it's disgusting. Oh yeah. Because when they come out, they're covered with like goo, blood, and then and they, guts want, they put and them they on try your to lap. Put you on you, and yeah. you're like, oh, clean God. it first. I wipe put, it off. Wipe yeah. it off. With all three of mine, I put my hands up. I'm like, or I don't like, want to touch it. The like, funniest on it. You don't Ooh. serve a meal like this. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest shit ever, though, when Chad was born. So Nikki's father, stepdad, delivered Ember's baby. Mm-hmm. Pulls him out of her minge. <laughs> And looks at this baby, and he's all, ooh, Big Dick Chad. <laughs> Everybody means Big Dick Chad. Big Dick Chad. Big Dick Chad. And that kid had some gonadery on, oh, I'm just, oh, Between that, that and hands, his hands. Yeah, the hands and oh, feet the mountain to hands. match. Yeah. Like, he'll eventually grow into himself. Maybe. Let's hope so, but he's going to be popular in high school. He'll be so, very popular. <laughs> very popular. With the, with the ladies. With the ladies. <laughs> but so, I know that I cannot ever watch somebody give birth because as it's, as it's happening, I'll be like, your pussy's turning into a predator mouth. Oh, my God. No, it just, like, and then I'll get kicked out. It disappears. It's like, it's, it's no. like it was never there. And then there's a baby's head and you're like, wasn't that supposed to be that? Like, Where did it go? Yeah, I don't know I, how dudes can watch it and still be like, yeah, I'll put my dick in there later. Me too. I, I wished you had been there for Jameson because she crowned and I was like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, that's his head. She's laughing. And I'm like, what is it? What is it? And she's like, Angel, their head collapses. Like, you didn't think it was going to come out whole, did you? And I was like, I don't know. That was with Chad. Remember when Chad's head was all, like, I had never seen it like that close. And so Chad's head was like, I'm like, uh, it's wrinkly. It looked like a raisin because it had it like came back out. I'm like, um, there's, and I keep pointing like somebody, like there's something wrong with this child's head because it's like all raisin like. And I'm like, oh my god, fix it. Now that it's been swimming then, in fluid for months. Yes. Or the, and then it was fine like three seconds later. Like, because so. after, after Jameson was born, the doctor's like, okay, we're going to deliver the rest. And I oh. Billy mazed it and I was like, but wait, there's, there's more. more. And he yanked on the umbilical cord and I was like, go north. Go north. It was so funny. She's like, dude, you just gave birth to Cthulhu. Uh, <laughs> freaking out. It was so funny with Jameson because it was Angel's first time of knowing any part of the process. So when I was getting my epidural, she's like, oh my God, you just got shot in the back. Oh, dude. I told her, I was like, this looks like some young gun shit, dude. Like there's blood just like uh, seeping down her back. I was like, are you okay? And she's like, oh, it feels so good. I'm like so good now. She was like in so far into labor that she felt so much better and i'm over there like clutching her husband like you're letting them do this to her i still love that my favorite picture of quinn and i is with him oh my god the selfie stirrups but like my stuff is covered but quinn's doing a selfie and i'm in the background like with my thumbs up and i just have oxygen oh yeah with a big belly belly yeah that's good times anyways gary when you had oxygen after chad i was like um, oh yeah, like when Chad's heartbeat, I nearly cried. Then I was like, "We're sitting over in the corner, like pacing." Like, oh well, when God. your dad flipped me over and he's like, "You need to push now, or we're gonna slice you right here." I was like, "I can still feel half of my, bu- I can still feel because my epidural didn't work." Yeah. I was like, yeah. "I'm not doing a a slicing fucking pull no. right here." Because- yeah, but you're a goddamn champion that way. He was like, "You're pushing right now," and you were like, "All right, have a baby." Yeah. <laughs> Three though number like when they say bush with number three you like give it one good grunt and it's like there's the baby but the first one it's like seven hours later and you're still pushing like i have no more muscles but the third one it's like Boop. i was lucky when they told me to push i was getting it done it was kind of like those moments where you have to take a big shit but you only yeah. have like two minutes to do it <laughs> 
So you grab the handles, you bear it down, and you go. You're like, I'll deal with the with the fucking hemorrhoids later. Right? <laughs> I gotta get this out. I did the same thing with with Joey. I was in labor for forever, but uh, I pushed him out in ten minutes. Jameson was like four, and then Chad was like a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and I'm not loose. I just did work. Like, yeah. No, she's a she's a fucking Olympian of childbirthing. Oh God! And that's when I was like, I'm never doing this again. Like, like, tie me up. Hey, do me a favor. Yank all the fucking things out that make babies. Just reach up in there. Pull it out. <laughs> it's kind of like after a birthday party. Just tear down all the decorations. Mm-hmm. You don't need them anymore. We're done. I'm, I got that done. Yep. After Addison, we're done. Our party's over. <laughs> now you can you shoot, can shoot in there, but it's only going to meet a dead end in disappointment. So it's fine with me. Uh-huh. Barren nowhere. land. There's nowhere to go. So the case that we're actually doing for episode 24 is the Chicago River Crew. And if you guys are not familiar or have never heard about this, you're about to. You're and you you might want to brace for impact. This is a lot like a nuke. Because mm-hmm. some of the things that you're going to hear are pretty raw dog. And I realized we kind of go raw dog for a while. I mean, we did three weeks of Toy Box. Then I last know. week we did our episode that we did with kids and necrophilia. And now we're moving into Chicago Ripper Crew. But I promise after this two part of Chicago Ripper Crew, our next couple episodes are pretty little, light. Yeah, a little and lighthearted. Then, and then yeah. back in the. Deep and back shit. into the fucking fray. <laughs> yep. And then we'll jump right back in with that game. I mean, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> I love you. Uh, You're I mean, you right back into Ed Gein. Nipple belts. Yay! Box of vulvas. Here I, we come. I know. Mm. I've been reading about that. It's been amazing. I still, every time you say box of vulvas, I'm like, Houston. Houston box. box. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say vulva. Vulva. I can't. Sir, box. Butthole. Like, I just, I struggle with certain words because I'm fucking up, retarded. Growing up with a doctor and a nurse. Hearing all of their, med- like, the real terms, I'm like, mm-hmm. you used the real word. <laughs> you said scrotum. <laughs> I hate when little kids say an- atomically, or, like, the correct, right. like, the anatomical word. Yes, atomically. Oh, that. <clears throat> um, that was where the word China, mm-hmm. when we were talking about vaginas, because my niece would be like, my China hurts because she fell off of her scooter oh, and no. smacked her little coot. Oh, and she was like, my China hurts. And I was like, oh. you're China, because she wanted to say vagina. And I'm like, I can appreciate you trying to teach your kid the right word. But I had friends that their kids are, they were a doctor. And so their kids would be like, my penis or my scrotum. I'm like, you're fucking gross. Say wiener like, or dick right? or fucking anything. <laughs> anything but penis and scrotum, I think is probably. Yeah, that was the one that always got me. Um, or yeah. anus. Anus makes me fucking. Anus, <laughs> anus. I remember when I was little, you know the spice, uh, anus. <laughs> I was little. I, just, I can't. I was little Anise. and we had. No, it's anus. It's anus. Okay, it's I, disgusting either right, way. It's like coming. Cuban. Coming on Cuban. I laugh every time. Oh, uh, anyways, I was like four. No, I was older than that because I could read. Six, anyways, six, five, six ish. I saw it and I was like, why do we have a box of anus in our cupboard? And my dad lost his mind. <laughs> He's like, what? And I was like, this. Why do we have a box of anise? And my mom, my mom did what she did. My mom did what she did. It's anise. And my dad's like, now on. No, no, it's anise. It's anise. And she's like, can we settle for anise? <laughs> nope. Fine. But yeah. Nope. 
Why do you got a box of anus up here? What's going on, guys? <laughs> box and anus. <laughs> box of anuses. Oh. Just... All right, hold it's on. It's next to the common. All right, hold on. So sorry. I'm going to have to start doing Lamaze. <laughs> right? This. I just realized how I feel so bad for my parents. I said I was a serial killer once. He got boxes of anuses. When I was like four, my mom yelled at me because I left the door open. She did the classic, are you born in a barn? And I turned around. I was like, no, but I was born in the hospital with the door open. And I slammed the door and walked away. Oh, like, shit. My parents just were fucked. And I apologize for nothing. My stepdad taught me everything I know, so I don't feel bad for anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, okay, Angel, take us, take us. Sorry. Uh, so from May 1981 to October 1982, there was a like a satanic cult that like ripped through Chicago, mm-hmm. literally ripped yeah. through Chicago, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. taking any woman that they felt the only like they, the only mm-hmm. taking any woman that they felt like taking, and there wasn't a requirement except for. Big boobs, mm-hmm. big titties, titties. That fatty was... two tits. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> God, Rocky. Just call me fatty two tits. <laughs> but that was their requirement. Oh, by the way, that's a um, reference to cool. what the fuss podcast. To that podcast. You, you really You'll need to get that one. I think it's episode like ninety three or ninety four. But mm-hmm. that was their only requirement: is that they had big breasts. Now they didn't really have a type much like. Joel Rifkin, Mm -hmm. who enjoyed sex workers, Mm -hmm. or like West Mesa Body Pit, where they, that person enjoyed petite Latina women, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Or like Bundy with his long brown hair split in the middle. Had the, yeah, the little skater boy. Most most serial killers have a taste. A taste. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all enjoy our favorite candy. Right. And... (laughs) Most they will like, have the Ripper crew was like, like give me fat all of kids. Them. <laughs> you guys are like fat kids. Yeah. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. Mm. Um, so they didn't really have like something that fit into their profile, and they were known to like snatch women in broad goddamn daylight. Mm-hmm. So these guys were out of control. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were the ones going extra. They were way extra. Later it would be found that four people were responsible for these horrors. And um, Chicago kind of lived in fear for quite some time over these guys. And first, we're going to touch base on... If you got to sneeze, man. Dude, Do you my need- nose is running. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> trying oh. not to make the yeah, noise. And Nikki, like, mm-hmm. Nikki and I have like this weird cold God. thing, thanks to our Petri dishes that we call children. Oh, my God, dude. So- I just got over mine so... Because yeah. my my kids bring home all the fuck. They're like little garbage pill kids. They're just, right. <laughs> and it just keeps going. It like snowballs. I know. Anyways. So anyway, later it would be found that four people are responsible for the horrors that were awaiting Chicago, and we're gonna get into them later. But first, we kind of want to talk about the victims. Right. Um, there were only two survivors out of the attack, and there were five dead. Yep. So May twenty third, nineteen eighty one, Linda Sutton would go missing. And she was a 28-year-old mother of two. She had a nine-year-old and a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. And she was a sex worker. She was abducted near Wrigley Field. 
kind of behind a like a the, what is it the moonlight motel or yeah. whatever kind of like in the villa neighborhood or whatever some sort of stupid name okay i so, i forget <laughs> what it is it's in here but it's my the Rip brain Van winkle yeah is it not the it's name like, of the hotel the Rip Van winkle <laughs> I, I moon hotel yeah. some, it's some, like some ridiculously fucking... long it's a mouthful and you know that it's one of those like shitty fucking that has like stains on the carpet and the ceiling yeah, and fucking yeah. there's probably your it's like joe's apartment you're sharing your bed with some roaches yeah yeah and there's probably already blood and shit from other murders in there for real cool. yeah it's fun. um yeah, so sorry. she she would actually be found there and she was found 10 days later june 1st and her body was severely mutilated mm-hmm. like to the point of like her breast had been completely removed she'd been hadn't she been like chewed on and beaten and yeah so police really didn't think that the body that they found was Linda Sutton because it was in such advanced stages like yeah of decomposition and uh-huh. they found maggots on her body yeah and... which is the only indication that they're like it doesn't make sense because her body is so decompo- or decomposed but there's still maggots on it and we'll get into like different things like that in a later right. episode one of our fun episodes that we're doing but yeah, so they didn't think that it was actually her. No, because it took two weeks to identify her. Right. <clears throat> and so there is some information about the way that they found her that is very interesting because she still had her sweater on. Mm-hmm. She still had her underwear, but they had been like yanked down to her thighs. To like her, yeah, yeah like her, her mid thigh mm-hmm. or to her knees or mm-hmm. whatever. That makes me feel so dirty. I hate that thought. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And she still had her socks on. And in her sock was money. And so that kind of negates the thought that she had been attacked for monetary reasons because they left the money. But whatever the reason they killed her, it had nothing to do. Like the motive had nothing to do with money. Nothing. Like she hadn't been robbed of her possessions. So the other thing is that um, she had both of her breasts removed. Like, Mm. uh, sorry, dude. I like keep grabbing my own chest like it's going to help me feel better about what I'm saying. I held mine while I would read this. I'm like, (laughs) no, I mean, I know there's not that much there, but I'll keep them. I know. I just, (laughs) they're not very pretty, but I'll keep them. (laughs) I know. Mine look like fucking Rango when I take my bra off. One's over here, one's over there. (laughs) Mine disappear. But, hello. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> but she had been stabbed several times, several times, several times, <laughs> and she, she had also last was stabbed several times. <laughs> she so she had been stabbed several times, and she had also been raped. Mm-hmm. And this is like something the police were not familiar with, like this type of brutality and this level of fucking heinous shit. They were just like, what the fuck? Yeah, and so with, since she had those two huge open wounds where her breasts had been, plus all the stab wounds and everything like that, that's what rapidly increased the state of decomposition. Right. Well, she had two huge... Yeah. 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 Because there was parts when they had found her that you could see parts of her skull like all of that part had been completely well and she had like uh, a cloth cloth that was shoved like way down in her throat and she had been like cuffed yeah she was still cuffed and so there were things that the cops were seeing and this is kind of like when we go back and talk about what the police and the first responders fucking see you guys like if you had seen this body the way that these detectives had to go in and see that yeah because it's one thing to hear about it it's one thing to read about it 
It's even one thing to see a picture of it. It's a totally different ball game to walk up onto it. If you're looking this up and you know you're looking up the Chicago Ripper crew and that picture comes up, you know sort of what you're getting into. But if you walk up to that because somebody's called it in, like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, fuck. And she's she's been cuffed. She's got this cloth shoved down her throat. Both of her boobs have been amputated off of her body mm-hmm. she's full of maggots she's got her panties pulled down you know what i mean like there's there's things that these people see that you will never understand and this is why i always support like mm-hmm. first responders i back oh, the yeah. blue yeah. that kind of thing um february 12th in 1982 there was a 35 year old waitress who was actually abducted and um it was kind of like she ran out of gas because right. the gas gauge was on empty so it was almost like she had stopped to get help mm-hmm. and so She had been yanked and possibly abducted while looking for help. Now, her purse and her keys and everything were still in her vehicle. So, again, going back to that thing where this was not monetarily motivated, they weren't trying to take her cash, they weren't trying to take her possessions, she was simply abducted for one purpose. Yeah, she was the possession. She was. Um, She had also been found later nude on an embankment. Um, She had been tortured. She had been raped and mutilated. Her left breast had been completely amputated off of her body. Um, And this is kind of like a a trend that you'll see. Right, because this was almost a year year later after Linda Sutton. And so with the breast missing, that's when police were like, okay, maybe that has something to do with it. So let's not release to the press any information about the breast. No, because you don't want to give any... You can't give it all. Right. They just want well, to you don't just want to, the you, tip. You, you yeah. don't want to tip off the people doing it. Right. Yeah. And you don't want people coming in to admit to false things because some people do because uh, they're weird. The fucking attention whores mm-hmm. that are like, I did it. Yeah, but then not be able to give critical but information. But no, you didn't. But no, you didn't. Of all the things you didn't do, you didn't do this the yeah. most. <laughs> of all the things that never happened, this never happened the most. The most. <laughs> but this, the Ripper crew, really did happen. Yes. So just a few days later, a Hispanic woman's body was going to, uh, it was found. Um, she had been raped and strangled and her breasts had been badly light. They were chewed on mm-hmm. and mutilated almost to the point where, like, didn't she have, like, one of them was, like, hanging? Mm-hmm. Um, and it also... St- Ugh. It also showed signs that her body had been masturbated on. Mm-hmm. So not only did they take her and mutilate her and chew on her, but then they ejaculated all over her body before they disposed of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't, I don't know if the way that they found her body and the condition that it was in, that they would have been able to extract any viable DNA. Right. Does that make sense? And I mean, how great was DNA evidence in '82? Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They don't have like it's that. not. It's not. <clears throat> I don't as, know. It's not as great. No, I mean nowadays you can find a fucking fingernail clipping, and people like Stephen David Lampley will take it and be like, "Oh, look, it's angel proof from blah blah blah." Here's blah, a blah. sneeze particle from <laughs> fucking 1996. <laughs> Let me oh, fucking look. It looks it. like she had a little cold. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, if it. It, it, it was, <laughs> it was she pretty... had just got done eating garlic, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was, oh, it was garlic sauce from Papa John's. Fat ass. <laughs> mm, Papa John's. Um, so her body had obviously been masturbated on. They found semen on her body or what have you. But were they going to be able to pull anything from it that was worth like, not worth not worth but be able to that they right. Might, yeah. <clears throat> right yeah because the the waitress and the hispanic woman 
were never actually none of the people that were in the uh, Ripper crew were actually convicted for any of for these two crimes, but they know that they did them. They just they couldn't, just couldn't yeah. They didn't have anything them. to connect right. it. So on May 15, uh, 1982, which was actually just a couple days off from the one-year anniversary from when Linda Sutton went missing, right. uh, 21-year-old Lorraine Borowski mm-hmm. uh, was taken just outside of her work. And she worked at a, like, a... I'm, like, super proud of you for pronouncing that properly. I know. Me too. I, I think it's like, because I'm... You're getting so good. No, I think it's because I'm fucked up in my brain, like, sinusy wise oh. Like... My brain, I just can't think. So therefore, if I can't think, I can't be nervous. So if I look at a word, <laughs> you can't overthink it, and it, yeah, it just blows. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mostly, and it's just me who fucks things up because I know how to say it, but then I look at it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm also in front of a microphone. So my brain's like, delete. <laughs> <laughs> that weren't even th- that backspace, weren't backspace. that weren't even how do you the English same letters? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, she was literally pulled off of the street as she was trying to open up the real estate office that she worked at. All of her belongings were on the ground, like her shoes, her purse, her keys, everything. So when I, when we say she was literally snatched, yeah. like fucking yanked. It was like, drop all your shit and go, like in um, old school, <laughs> would they pull up with the band? <laughs> yeah. And they like grab them and haul them off? That's what I thought of when I read it's this. So I was like, pretty well, much, shit. Dude. And it's in the fucking morning yeah it's bright and early you think you're safe in the morning you would think no we are not no you're fucking not anyways (laughs) what's sad is that lorraine's family actually started well it's not sad naturally they're gonna start looking for everywhere Mm. and her little brother at the time he was 14 and he spent all of his time when he wasn't at school trying to go and search for his yeah, older like, sister. Yeah, like pass out flyers I and spend even. countless hours mm-hmm. trying to help find right. his sister. And her mom also would walk around with a white sheet every night that they went to try to go and look for her. So if they found her, they could at least cover. give her some decency Yeah, and cover her body. Whoa. I had to look away from you while you were reading that because I was going to get upset. I read that like 15 times and I was like, really? Like, I would never think of that because I'd be in such a panic looking everywhere. But her mom actually had the wherewithal to stop and think about like when I find my daughter. I need to cover her up. Well, and she also handled it with a form of almost like realism, you know? Like, Like, like I'm not going to find her. There's optimism, there's pessimism, and then there's... Realism. realism yeah being and she realistic. she understood that obviously in the way that she was snatched all of her stuff was still out the likelihood of me finding my daughter alive is pretty much none so if we get to find her and she's <laughs> alive great but i'm also going to carry this with me yeah just in case oh dude uh, that you made me wait you made me weep now dude that's, that's two of us that's comfortable in here because you're crying yeah well it's fuck fuck it dude. is that's it's horrible it is sad horrible <clears throat> i don't i don't like it i could you imagine putting yourself in that situation with no. any of your kids no because no. i just did like yeah. thinking yeah mm-hmm. no i don't like it so they actually there was a hypnotist that was hired around the same time and i'm going to assume that it was her family that hired them because that's not usually something police will Higher yeah, board. like a especially yeah. in the eighties, right? And well, I don't um, know. I was only two then, but whatever. <laughs> I was negative eight. You so were very negative. <laughs> <laughs> I was still in the balls somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> I was only I'm like one and a half in May, so <laughs> I don't even think I was in there yet. I wasn't a batch of baby butter yet, even. I would have been blown a long time ago. Um, sorry. 
<laughs> I'm uncomfortable, so. <laughs> I'm going to talk about baby butter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Let's it's talk scrotum. about my dad's fucking semen. Because yeah. that's not weird. Because that's fine. That's <laughs> less uncomfortable. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. I'm sweating. Me too. So this hypnotist started putting people under and asking around what happened on the day that Lorraine disappeared on May 15th. And they were hoping to get some information. And one person said that they remember seeing like a red or an orangish van that was parked in the parking lot. Of course it was a fucking van. Right. However, that's all they got out of it. So you can't just be like, oh, there was a random van parked in a parking lot one day. That's it. No. Who did they hypnotize? That's a stupid question, I know. But no, not really when they they hire a hypnotist. Like, who are they hypnotizing? I think they were hypnotizing people that were around the same. Oh, trying to like the businesses. Extract information from their brains. Yeah, from fellow businesses or whatever that was surrounding. Every time that came up when I was researching stuff, I'm like, who? Yeah, I'm assuming that it was people that were working in other places near the real estate place where she was working Mm -hmm. and so they would just that didn't turn up anything so they would just continue to look for Lorraine and it would be a while until they find her moving on so May 29th which is what 10 14 days later Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a woman by the name of Shuima I believe you got that one as well I should be sick more two often. Two for two, bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was actually taken from Hangover Park. Uh, sounds like a horrible park. Mm-hmm. I know. Because this was just north of the Villa Park, and that's the same Villa Park where Linda Sutton's body was found the year before. And her and her brother were fighting. They were on their way driving home from their family business. Uh, I think it was a restaurant, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And she got out of the car. And her brother drove off, and that was the last anybody ever saw from her. So we go into June 13th of 1982 is when Angel York, who was a sex worker, was picked up by some AKA finger quotes, Johns, in a van. When she entered the van, she was immediately handcuffed. And Angel's story would be like the other women mentioned, except for she actually got to survive her attack. So this is where police and everybody else kind of got to know what was really going on Mm -hmm. she would say while in the van the men would begin to torture her and they would hold her down and they would force like a mixture of pills and booze down her throat and it would be said later that the reason why they did that is because if you can drug them up then they're quiet they're a little bit more compliant they're not wiggling around trying to get away yeah Yeah. fine as much because i'm sure if you're capturing a bitch in a van it's not like those are very soundproof no, so, you know what, dude, and I'm pretty compliant. If you hand me a, a Norco and a shot, like well, you I'm don't get a choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all I need is like one pain pill, and I'm like, oh, bye, goodbye. Exactly. I, I'm out for I'm twelve a huge hours. Nin. I am too. After that, they would take turns actually raping her and stabbing her, and then slowly and painfully with a torture device, they would Uh. wrap it around her left breast and slowly remove it until it was completely gone. And then that's when Mm -hmm. shit gets south. Because after... After they remove the breast completely, it sends one of the men that's in um, part of this group of four into a kind of bit of almost like a rage type thing of but a sexual rage like a lustful rage so where the where the breast once was now is an open wound what is he going to do with that open wound he's going to fuck it so there's he has intercourse with an open wound on his victim Mm -hmm. okay yeah 
after he was done jerking off into her body, where that's the open wound, they take duct tape, put it over the breast like like a fucked up little band-aid, and they pull over and they dump her out onto the streets and drive away. I don't know how people sleep after that, like after something like that happens to them, how they carry on with like daily life. That's uh-huh. what I was going to say, is that while I'm glad there was survivors to be able right. to tell the story, I, I'm i a quitter, I'd rather die, like uh-huh. fucking kill me. I have a lot mm-hmm. to take in and deal with and like... you. Yeah. yeah, dude. I read somewhere too that I don't know if it's totally true. It's Semen is not a liquid band aid. You can't no. fucking fix that. But I heard that it was a p- or writ. No, I didn't hear. Stop <laughs> oh it. Oh my god. So was, I always feel bad because Angel gives me this look <laughs> of like. No, because sometimes it, like Ember will squeeze out right. something that like just. <gasps> I know. And it's not that I'm like judging you. It just like sometimes it takes me by surprise. I was trying to go on with my thought, then she says liquid band aid. And I'm like, oh my (laughs) my God. (laughs) I'm so sorry. What I was going to say, though, is that I read that it was a piano wire that they used. Uh huh. Did you read that too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gross. And we'll talk talk more about everything that they do more, I think, in part two, once they start confessing and they actually bring forth whatever's. Anyways, Angel York would tell police as much as she could, which was pretty much not anything because she was so drugged up. Yeah, it wasn't viable information. Right. The only thing that she could do was say that it was a red or orange van and a couple of dudes, which kind of ties back into the other red or orange van. But there's still nothing else. They don't have a description. They don't have a license plate number. You've got got a red or orange van. And you're all on, on drugs, even though, you know... Well, and sadly, there is also the stipulation of she was also a sex worker. Well, and back then, I think, right, I think back then it was even more of that stigma Mm -hmm. of you deserved this because this is what you do for work. Mm -hmm. What do you expect when this is what you do? It's kind of like how we feel. If you're going to listen to a true crime, you should fucking expect shit that we're going to (laughs) say. Police expect, oh, well, you are a sex worker. So anything terrible that happens to you. Yeah. No. You're in a high risk thing, which that's a, a that's a fucked up that's a fucked up thing, no matter what. But there are when I was reading about it in a police thing, there are different levels of victims. Like you have high risk victims, which would be your sex workers, anything like that, where with what they do for a living, they're putting themselves in a more dangerous position rather than like a fucking housewife. Correct. Yeah. I don't leave the house. So they're they're in different levels, which I understand, but that still, in my opinion, doesn't mean that you should discredit anything that happens to them. Yeah. Right. It's no. a high risk oh, no. thing. It happens. That would be like, okay, you're a soldier and you died, but that's a high risk thing, so we shouldn't give two fucks about you. No, yeah. that's not how this works. So how no. any of this works? No. So August twenty eighth of nineteen eighty two, so just a couple months after Angel York. Sandra Delaware would be the next victim that would be found, and obviously she would not be as lucky as Angel. She would not survive. So they still have Lorraine and Shuey who is missing, and Sandra was a she was a young girl, but she was also a sex worker, and she turned to a sex worker because that's how she needed to survive on the streets of Chicago. And she would be found on the bank of the Chicago River. Now, when they find her, her wrists had been bound behind her back with shoelaces and her left breast had also been removed. She had her bra knotted around her throat and 
because of that, her death was also ruled as strangulation. So they strangled her with her own bra, which is just is hor- every death that we're talking about ever is horrible. Yeah. But I hate fucking bras. <laughs> I hate them. I, uh, Mine comes off as soon as I possibly can. Like, my tits have been in a hostage situation <laughs> for I, way too long. I don't know why I'm still wearing one right now. I'm only wearing one because there's other men in the house. I don't even care. Um. Anyways, she still had all of her valuables on her. She still had all of her money, all of her jewelry, everything of that nature. Um, her attackers had shoved a rock into her mouth and a wine bottle into her anus, is what they put. So, into her anus. <laughs> I was just going to say. Into her anus. Uh, w- w- oh, I hope it was just the neck. No. That's, oh, God. I no, I believe it was broken because the police had found dried blood underneath, pooling oh. underneath her. So, she had been bleeding from it. And she had been stabbed many times and... Some of the stab wounds had shown more foreign, like, ripping or trauma, which is stuff that we will get into eventually. Eventually. Not right now. Um, So police were having a very hard time pinpointing or creating a profile for these attackers because you have Lorraine, who was a real estate agent. You have Shui, who was just a Asian Asian descent. I can't remember exactly. You have young sex worker you have a waitress you have all a hispanic there's nothing there's, there's no profile no it's all no. random it's basically like or just a roll of the dice mm-hmm. and i kept reading through them to try to i'm sure everybody did but trying to make a connection between them there's nothing yeah they the, all have boobs like that's the only connection is that the left breast is removed that's it yeah, There's and they were all else. heavy bosom girls. They were gifted mm-hmm. in the upstairs department. They stood in line a couple of times. <laughs> I understand. I used to stand in li- that line, too, until I decided I didn't want to be fatty two tits anymore. <laughs> and now my tits are going away, but not my fupas. They, they volunteered like. as tribute. They did, assholes. So this caused a ton of fear for women in Chicago during this time. Many of them started... Having, they're like, I need to be walked. Somebody needs to be with me at all times because it wasn't just at night. Well, fuck yeah, dude. Like, you need the buddy system. Because they're being snatched off the fucking street in broad daylight. Mm -hmm. Morning. Mm -hmm. All right. September 8th, 1982, 31-year-old Rose Davis, who was a marketing executive, was found dead behind a stairway at the North Lake Shore apartment building. She was not easy to identify due to the fact she'd been severely mutilated. Badly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they went fucking hard on this one. Yeah. Her face was crushed beyond recognition. Her body showed signs of being beaten multiple times. There was a black sock tied around her neck and her clothes were in shambles. Um, It looked like she was beaten with a hatchet. Mm-hmm. Like what side of the hatchet though? I think like the, the hatchet, the hatchet axe. side. Like the, the, the sharp, business end. The business end of the hatchet. Yeah. I mean, either, it, it, I mean, realistically, either side that you get hit is going to hurt, but mm-hmm. one's just going to be worse than the other. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know why she was beaten as bad as she was. I don't know if because it was found on, like, from what I understand, because this usually this is all around like uh, Elgin in Chicago, mm-hmm. which is actually interesting because Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Is from there. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, uh, Sheila, I think, lives around there. And so does another friend of ours, Courtney. I'm not sure how much they listen to our show. 
But either way, so tell us if North Lakeshore apartment, I think it was like called Gold something. I, I would have, my brain is broken, but I think it's on the ritzier end of town. Okay. Well, right, sorry. <laughs> she also had a pool of dried blood under her anal cavity. Cavity? Cavity? That's a new thing. That anal cavity, cavity. man. <laughs> cavity. Watch your you cavity. know some bitch in Utah is going to name her child Cavity. Oh now. my God. Oh, Don't no. give him ideas. God. Don't give anyone ideas. It's going to happen. But it's going to be Cavity Ray. It's going to be spelled cavity. really weird. Cavity. It's going to be like K apostrophe A. <laughs> Okay, so my next animal. My next animal will be Cavani. Cavani. Anal Cavani, get over here. Anise Cavani. Get your ass downstairs. It's a good thing that I cannot get pregnant. Right? Oh my god, I choked. Anise Cavani. That's a beautiful name. Anise Cavani Hammond. (laughs) Sorry. So anyway, Ooh. sorry, you're trying to talk and we're being inappropriate. You're fine. But anyway, there was <laughs> dried blood under her anal cavity. Um, Like she'd been brutally raped. Brutal. You know, very They brutal. were not nice to her. No. They're not nice to anybody, but they especially. Yeah, this one is horrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also had her left breast removed and there was deep cuts on her, her right breast. She had uh, puncture marks. To her abdomen as well. There was also evidence of some stab or of, of the stab wounds. Good health. <laughs> the same, Let me try the it same again. issue with the last person about stab some stab wounds being stretched out. Yes. Yes. So they they had the, st- the stab wounds were used for sex. So there was additional trauma yes. that had been identified to these wounds. Yes. I cannot make the words. I know what I mean. Can you just fuck words make mouths? Yes. Yeah, that. <laughs> fuck words make mouths. Yeah. 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 I like it. I was fucking it up halfway through and I'm like, we're oh, I'm just going to roll with it, dude. I'm going. Yeah. It's dude, fuck words make mouths. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck words do make mouths. That's how you have three kids. <laughs> exactly. Oh. I mean, words have never been, been spoken. <laughs> dude. Oh my god. <laughs> I should not be here. <laughs> so, uh, police knew this seemed to be a symbolic or a ritual of some sort. Yes. Like it was a cult, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, um, yeah, it was a cult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just speculating here. I'm just speculating, but. but I'm saying it was a cult, man. This, this might be a little cult like. <laughs> got a little culty vibe. Culty vibe. However, the methods of death weren't always the same. A psychiatric assistant would say that this person obviously has a dark side, but was probably someone you wouldn't expect. What the hell? she okay over there? I finally said the words right, and you're laughing them. She's not okay. There's about to be some (laughs) some tea spilled everywhere. (laughs) And then she (laughs) shut For your ass or for your mouth? Because I don't know. You want me to give you two rolls? It was a dry fart. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that was so funny. (laughs) This person obviously has a dark side. You don't fucking say. (laughs) (laughs) 
right? Thanks, Captain Obvious. So I'm glad you could use your psychiatric fucking medical license for The way that she said that just... Uh, tickled your fancy. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm sorry. Tickled you deep. <clears throat> okay. Anyway. It, just, it hit me. Anyway. This person <laughs> was someone you probably wouldn't expect. Like a family man. Somebody who blends in. So like, like David Parker Bay. Yeah. So somebody that's like, oh, no. Yeah. Those are always the worst, I've decided. I, but he's so nice. What a nice Is guy. He? Is he? He's a nice man. He's all. Oh, he's just such a nice man. That's a nice mustache. <laughs> yeah, those are nice glasses. Oh my god. That's a nice man. <laughs> There's no dent in that man. <laughs> I think. I think we should make sure this is noise. <laughs> noise. <laughs> nice man. Nice man. Nice stash. <laughs> nice plans. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> They also know that with the breast ring being removed and the raping of the bodies, that it was a type of paraphilia. They way, the way they found all of them having the le- left breast removed was symbolic. And the fact that the breasts were never found points it out to be a trophy. Trophy kill. Well, there's always that, like... Someone's got to take her stuff. Dude, Dean Kroll had the keys. All the keys. David Parker Ray had licenses. All the licenses. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Remember that when I first started my new job and I took a picture of that box of keys and I was like, if if I I don't make it home, call the police. (laughs) I can tell you who did it. It's the man with the keys. This guy just has boobs. They were dealing with the trifecta of a fucked up person trying to pass as a human. Yep. He was a meat sack gone sour. For real. Meat popsicle that thawed out. (laughs) It's not good anymore. Ew. 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 So in September 11th, 1982, Carol Pappas. 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 We only know because of Elliot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Elliot and Steph- shit. Well, Stephanie's on I, I knew that, too. I don't know why. I... All right. Whatever. No, you're good. See, you're just. See, right. the intern right. has taken my place. I know. <laughs> I will fuck up all the words. Now. Like, it was like I magically took over. the. You made me look up, professional. And you can say all the right words. Oh, so. Yeah. This is wonderful. That's it's amazing. not going to happen for long. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Anyway, Sorry. she was the wife of Chicago Cubs pitcher Milt Pappas, and she went missing. Mm-hmm. She disappeared without a trace from a store in nearby Wheaton, Illinois. Wheaton. Wheaton. Sorry. <laughs> September 30th, 1982, the body of... Sh- okay, you Shui-mak. did it right, but Shui-mak. I'm going to fuck it up. Shui-mak. Shui-mak was found buried in a shallow grave or a hole at Barrington. She was raped repeatedly, left breast was cut off, and then she was killed with an axe, sliced into ribbons, and then buried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this was... See, she went missing. Was it May? Let me look back. Yeah, dude, she'd been gone for yeah, like so five and a half months. So mm-hmm. May to September is how long she was missing before she was found. And then October 8th, 1982, a 20-year-old sex worker named Beverly Washington was found on a railroad track, severely hurt but still alive. Hours later, in a seemingly unrelated incident, a drug dealer, Raphael Torado, was killed. A friend of Raphael was wounded when the occupants of a cruising van peppered their phone booth with a rifle fire. So it was a busy day, but naturally Beverly rated more important. Yeah, you you got a young woman who shows up with the same type of things as all these other women, but she's still alive. They're like, yeah, we'll get to the drug dealer when we yeah. get to him. But this, this is 
most important, which I mean, obviously, you know what I mean? Where they're trying to nail down whomever is doing this and they finally are like, you know, whoever's working on this maybe was like, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Mm -hmm. So this has been going on for over a year now. Right. So Beverly wakes up in the hospital with her left breast gone, her right breast severely mutilated, but she could give the police the descriptions that they needed. Yeah. Where Angel York. Could not. Could not. Yeah. So this is kind of Beverly. Pivotal. Yes. Yeah. We yeah. come through, Bev. Yeah. Heavy hitter. So mm-hmm. she tells the police how she was picked up by a slender white man around twenty five. He had a mustache. Of course he fucking did. Man, bus- <laughs> mustache. I gave it back to you. Um, a a mustache. Ma- a mustache. That's a ma- that's a band with a mustache. Oh yeah. We know what we're doing to your yeah. band now. <laughs> It's the mustache. It's the mustache. The mustache. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, shit. Okay. I'm also, just not going to talk. I'm I, just going to sit here. <laughs> Be reverent. Yes. <laughs> stay sweet. Yeah, that's what oh, I was just going to say. You stay bastard. sweet. <laughs> I was going to say stay sweet, but I couldn't remember it. I almost said be still. I was like, that's not that's it. That's not it. It could be. Could be. Could be. All right. Sorry. So, he, uh, along with the mustache, he had greasy brown hair, flannel shirt, and square-toed boots. He pulled over in a red van. And offered her a crazy amount of money for sex. He was nervous and told her to get in the back of the van while he had a gun out. Once in the van, she was forced to get naked and give blowjobs, followed by having a ton of pills and booze poured down her throat. She remembers passing Blade out. me at once. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ruin God. that for me. I'm sorry. I'm just going to Like, it's, that's like one of the funniest things my husband has ever said that's to me. Don't, don't ruin it. That's my favorite story ever, too. So you me at once. At once. <laughs> I think it's wonderful. It is. <laughs> sorry. So, she remembers passing out with him over her, holding a cord. She was sure she was going to die. When she woke up with her left breast removed and her right was almost gone, there was a wire around the right breast and a guy squeezing it. She then passes out, and the next thing she remembers is waking up in the hospital. The police asked her to describe the van as best as she can, and she does an amazing job. She said it was a red van, tinted windows, because why wouldn't they be tinted? Right. Just saying. Um, you gotta tint those windows. You can't be yeah. raping bitches. Yeah, fucking murder Olympics. Yeah. yeah, you can't do that with see-through windows. Hello, right. hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it had a wooden divider, and there was feathers and a roach clip in the rearview mirror. You're gonna be oh raping my and killing people. Why the fuck you got shit hanging from there? Uh, so like, you know, um, be able to. I don't write. know. If you guys, I don't know if you guys ever like experienced this, but when I lived in California, my dad would take us to the swap meet, and one of the things that was like the biggest seller is they had the Indian, like the native mm-hmm. headdress with the feathers mm-hmm. that were like. Um, air freshener things that uh-huh. hung up there and then they had the clips on the side uh-huh. for the fucking stoners that could pull them off and use them as roaches and then stick them back to uh-huh. their like air freshener thingy. As soon as you said that I was like, my dad uh, had one of those. Uh-huh. <laughs> Boy, Did he have a red van? Perhaps. Um, so after Beverly's description, adding with Angel York's, because you remember Angel basically was only like it's a van. Red orange van and the cops were like, what do you want me to do with that? So the person under hypnosis saying something about a red van, and now you've got These Beverly's, and so they're finally starting to come together and and get some information that's viable. Well, and a very detailed description of one that has the like partisan board, right? The divider. It's got tinted windows. It's got such and such in the rear view. So now Don't they've actually. Clip. 
the Can't forget roach, the roach clip. The roach clip. You got um, a greasy dude that obviously like, doesn't know how to shower. Is He's got getting... a mustache. <laughs> he like square-toed boots and flannel shirts. Like that is specific. Yo, yeah. that's like yeah. I'm surprised she wasn't able to like give a sketch artist something that they could formulate. Right? Uh a you know She may not have seen his face. Well, you know what I mean? Down here being yeah. Forced to fillet. She's eye to eye with the snake eye, but no. <laughs> I can draw. I can give you a description of the snake eye, but not the face. It's like a fucking scene out of that movie Porky's. I can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old ball breaker. I need to identify that penis. <laughs> that penis had a mole. That poor woman. She probably could have identified him by mm -hmm. his. Yeah. By ugh. his gens. By his ugh. So it's been around a year and they're finally starting to get some of the answers. And so maybe it's looking like this nightmare might come to an end. Mm -hmm. So October 10th, 1982, almost exactly five months later from when Lorraine was taken from in front of that real estate office. Because remember, she's the one that got snatched in fucking broad daylight in the morning. Mm -hmm. um, they finally find her body. So she was found behind a bush at a cemetery of the Villa Park, which is another, it's that neighborhood, that Villa ritzier, Park, mm -hmm. that ritzier neighborhood we were talking about. I don't know about. if Villa Park no. was, Villa Park is where Linda Sutton was found. Oh, Isn't okay. that the one by the Rip yeah. Van Winkle? Yep. Hotel? Oh, the Moonlight. So, um, right by the hour. <laughs> or by the minute. Yes. A place that the family and the police had actually searched before. So was she there or was she moved there? I don't know, because later in Confessions, they said that they had put her there. But how do you... It's a cemetery. Like, how do you not see a body? Like, there's got to be somebody that right. goes in. Behind a bush. And they, they're going to keep the grounds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then every time somebody dies, clearly, that's where you're going to be fucking It's a high-traffic area. Yeah, and, yeah. The smell. And they have to mow the lawn. What, yeah, you know. It just seems kind of weird that nobody would have noticed her. So it's kind of that thing of, like... If they did move her there, where did they keep her in the meantime? Mm -hmm. Well, that's, you know, they had thought that Lori's body had been moved, too. Mm -hmm. Because wherever she was at, she when she was found behind the Villa uh, Hotel, she had only been there for a very short amount of time. Not the right. whole ten days. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know where they've been stashing bodies no. in I the meantime. I don't know, but her like her body was also so like decomposed that they had to do closed casket, obviously, and it was like her body was pretty well thrashed. Yeah. Well, by that point, I mean that's five five, five months, months, and of, most of that was in the summer. So you're in the hot sun in all of the conditions. Your people souping. Your people souping. Yeah. I bet their intern had to move the body. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're going to need you yeah. to go do that. <laughs> so now what do we have? We've got a van. We have a man with a, bus, a mustache. mustache. Dude, it's happening. It's done. It's done. And a fucked up plan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a man, a van, and a, and a fucked, fucked up plan. plan. Um. So we know that whoever is behind the wheel of the red van with the tinted windows with the wooden divider, divider, divisor, divider. and the feathers in the mirror is clearly a, a, a man with bad intentions. Yeah. Like, this is not a good man. He gives people the Rifkins. The Rifkins. Um, so anyway, clearly whoever he was, the press deemed him as the Chicago Ripper. And they were talking about, like, how these people got off seeing women in pain. When it came to the murder where they would leave the bodies was kind of fuzzy. Some of the murder with, you know, the axes, the faces beaten in... Strangulation. Uh, there's just... There's no one... 
So there's not no only method is there to one the fucking type. madness. Yeah. yeah. Not only is there not one type, but there's also not one method. Like BTK or, you know, everybody else, they kind of had a preferred method of kill. Right. And it wasn't like, um, you know, like West Mesa Body Pit where they were dumping them all in the same place or mm-hmm. whatever. There was no method to the madness. Not in the people that they took. Not in the way that they were killed. It's the just only, chaos. Yeah. The only thing was the removal of the breast. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed my tit and shake it at you because I that helped like you. Like if understand. I couldn't understand. <laughs> right? Yeah. If you don't know what a breast is. It's one of these? One of these. It's oh. one of these. I grabbed I, my tit and I no shake it at you. what these were used for. God, does that help you understand? It does. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and they were they were found everywhere. They were found in cemeteries, alleys, you know, behind hotels, this kind of thing. So there it was. It was just fucking anarchy that they're trying to... Yeah, it's hard to get a profile and hard to try to hunt down somebody when their MO is not the same. No. They're... Except for... Slicing fuckery. off titties. Yeah. yeah right. That's it. Rape and torture... And dead people. That's it. That's all you've got. And a van. And a van. Oh. And a mustache. A mustache. The old mustache. <laughs> that is now the name of your fucking van. I don't care what anybody says. It's been changed from Jenna to the mustache. The mustache. Uh, so, 10 days after finding Lorraine Borowski's body, police would kind of catch a break on October 20th, 1982, when they would spot the van. There Can you is. imagine the fucking justice boner that police officer right? had? Oh my god! There is! <laughs> like, call for all the backup. I I imagine it like a scene out of Bonanza where the map is burning and they're all like writing and it's And they're gonna go get this fucking guy, right? So anyway, they pull over and the man behind the wheel didn't really fit the description that Beverly had given him. And this guy seemed younger, he had red hair, not the greasy brown. And the ginger-headed fuck. The, <laughs> the embers of the fucking van driving. So, and they find out that this is actually 21-year-old Edward Spreetzer. Um, and he would go on to say that the van actually belonged to his boss, Robin Gecht. I think that's how you say that. Gecht? Geicht? Geck. Geck. Okay. Uh, so it would be noticed, noted that there were two solved... Um, how do I say this? The, the two who solved the... I'm not wording. Okay. <laughs> so... The two police officers who were the main ones that helped Thank capture you. and solve the mystery. Okay. 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 Continue. So the the case, oh my God, Thomas. that solved the case was Thomas Flynn and Philip Murf- Murphy. This Philip Murphy, mm-hmm. I just feel like he should be really, really Irish and wear like a cap. Mm-hmm. Philip Murphy. Um, anyway, this would become kind of like their career case and what they were known for. I can imagine. Oh, yeah. The Chicago River. River. Right. Right. They would both receive special plaques for their efforts um, and, like, numerous awards. So uh, police have Edwards, and they take him to Robin, and they call him out of the house. Now, Robin seemed, like, overly calm, very willing to comply, almost like he knew what was happening. Yeah, but he's just just chill. Like, he didn't care. He was like, oh, you need to come and talk to me? All right, cool. Like, as if he was... Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and except, then what yeah except for police were definitely like we got you because he was also wearing plaid and had fucking square toed boots on oh i love it and greasy brown hair and the mustache it. this belongs to my boss let me take you to him yeah <laughs> but that would be but when he comes out and he's not like what the fuck what's going on mm-hmm. you need to talk to me if you stroll out i'll all right all right, I don't all right. right. and just 
Yeah, dude. I could understand where the cops were like, you fucking did it. Sorry, I went to Matthew McConaughey land for a minute. I'm back. <laughs> right? I did too. I, yep, oh, I did too. Goodness. I would let that mustache rub me. It's fine. Oh my Who God. wants a mustache rub? I, 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 I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. All three. I do. I, I do. Oh, I can't wait for that. Jesus Christ. Okay. okay. The 28-year-old carpenter, Robin. Gek. Gek. Is it Gek? Mm-hmm. That's such a strange last name. There's no... T- I, think I know. I, I need to. I, yes. I feel like it should be a like almost down. <laughs> yes. Like you're hawking a beluga. Oh yes. my god, Robin Gelt. That's what I feel like it should be. I think we need to change it. Pacey, you just made Gelt. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let me get it together. So the 28 year old carpenter, Robin Geck would be arrested and taken in for questioning. Now he matched the description, like you said, perfectly to what Beverly had given. Like. I know, like the fucking clouds parted and God was like, there is. Fucker. I know, <laughs> it because was there's the fucking van, the plaid, the greasy hair, the fucking boots. Mm-hmm. So the, we got to Yeah, the police are probably doing like a silent fucking. Oh, yeah, they're oh, like, we're oh, done. Hey, yeah, this be, is cool. This be, is cool. be cool, be cool. <laughs> oh, my God, be cool. We finally got this motherfucker. Um, so anyway, he was like the exact match. So they would charge him with a cruel assault on Beverly and suspect in uh, another victim, Cynthia. Yes, Cynthia Smith, who was a sex worker who at one time had said somebody that kind of fit almost like the same description. Had attacked her, but the date was unknown. Yeah. So they couldn't really nail that down and create a report Mm -hmm. for her. But that he had tried to do some fucked up shit to her before she fucking bounced. Right. Right. So, but it's hard, like, if you go into the police and you're like, hey, this guy looks like this. Can't remember when this happened. But I think he tried this. Mm-hmm. The cops are going to look at you and be like, okay. Yeah. And I think and that may have happened before even Linda. And she was, a, had... she was a prostitute. Yeah. So, so they're going to be like, oh, really did it? Mm-hmm. Did that happen? Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Write it down. <laughs> Robin was known as a weirdo. You don't fucking say. And <laughs> was immediately linked to the Ripper Slings. While they're questioning this guy. He is like they're considering like who he's friends with, who he knows. Like yeah, so trying to like one police officer is questioning him while everybody else is like, let's find everything we can about this dude. Well, when wouldn't you want to? Oh yeah, because if he's linked to all this shit and there's like you know you had that that body that had been masturbated on and there were Mm -hmm. you know several. Ugh. Extra rip wounds and stuff. Uh, you yeah, know what I mean? Like visuals. I I can't. It's uh, yeah, dude. It's kind of like the <clears throat> blame slayer case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where fucking stupid face Joseph, mm-hmm. no Jacob Delashmut. Delashmut. Like I got, I I still can't with that name. That still Piro. sounds like yeah. a venereal disease. <laughs> Delashmut. I got Delashmut. Or Delashmut syndrome. <laughs> what is it from um, Evolution? The fucking disease that they the something. Ugh. Anyway. Oh, I'll it, think of it. It wasn't Delash, but... <laughs> it wasn't. But they, like, thinking about them continually raping a corpse. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. dude, come on. Could you not? Could you? Could you fucking not? not? For real. Okay. So anyway, they're they're in the process of going through and they're trying to find all of his friends or other people that he's closely associated with. Correct. Um when they find, like, with this, they find out that Robin Geck, Gecht, Gecht, Edward Spritzer, and another kid, Andrew, say his last name, because I cannot. Uh, Cor- 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 
Cocorales. And Thomas Cocorales, uh, uh, brothers. That's how we're going to say it. Yes. That's how we're going to say it, and it's it might be incorrect. K-O-K-O-R-A-L-E-I-S. And I'm shaking my bun with authority I as like, I say it. I like how you just did that as though you were in a spelling bee. Can you use it in a sentence? Cocorellis is a fucked up man. You're like, K-O-K. K-O-K-O-R-A-L-E-I-S. Cocorellis. Cocorellis. Sorry. Usually I can pronounce things, and this time I'm just, like, struggling. Anyway, and they had been renting, like, adjoining rooms at a place in Villa Park's Ben Winkle. Yeah, yeah. Motel. Um, almost a month later, Linda Sutton was murdered and left nearby. So they're starting to piece together some of these things. The manager said they were loud. They were always bringing in women. And they seemed to be into devil worshipping. They like to worship the devil. The, the devil. <laughs> well, remember, if if you guys don't follow us on social media, on Facebook, you should. Because um, sluts are for Satan and he likes mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. We've decided. That's I just Dude, Satan <laughs> is my homie (laughs) (laughs) apparently i've been praying to the wrong person so but if you if you knew that these people were like loud and seemed to be into devil worshiping and like they seemed to have like a little they were a little culty (laughs) they were were just a little culty like it's like it's like being a little cunty (laughs) which you're a little culty (laughs) (laughs) would you want to keep like an extra eye on them or if like all this crazy shit is happening in chicago wouldn't you maybe like reach out to the police and be like, hey, well, but who's the manager? What kind of dude is a manager? Is he some sort of Bible thumping, you know, listening to evil music is of the devil? Or is he some sort of dude that's also fucking eating rock candy, but not <laughs> <in the good laughs> kind? Right. And and hustling his own prostitutes. Like, I don't know this guy. Say. Fuck that guy. I don't know. I just think he only comes like, out later and is like, oh yeah, they seemed a little fucked up, but I didn't bother mentioning it. <laughs> I don't want to say So does everybody that comes in here say, right? <laughs> well, it is Rip Van Winkle. We okay. got one guy that asked me to fucking choke him a little bit because we got him off. <laughs> yeah. and just a little. If I start turning blue, stop. Some hotels have turn down service. We have turn on service. Like. <laughs> turn on with the I choke. Just, I just walk in right before they go to bed. I choke them a little bit. Just a little bit. Night, night. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <So>, that boner. <laughs> the good relations in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, my God. For an extra 50, I'll take care of that. Want <laughs> <laughs> me to fluff it? <laughs> I'll do it from behind so it feels like you. <laughs> So Robin um, was also picked out of a uh, of a lineup. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the police didn't have enough to pin anything on him, like a hundred percent. Right. So moving on, because of this, he was like not set um, with Without, any bond. Yeah. Like, he was like set out. Right. Right. Well, he was still put in prison. But you know, when you go through and um, I can't remember what the first part is i'll have to ask again but they can set you either with or without bond right. or set your bond at a certain level he was not set as a high bond because they couldn't pin anything on him i mean oh, he so had he the got same, a, like a lower bond amount i yeah, understand now yeah he had the same van and everything like that but other than that he was a clean clean cut guy you know so no he he's, wasn't he had greasy hair and square boots well you know what i mean <laughs> but they didn't they didn't have he he wasn't deemed 
as like, like a threat uh, to like society right. or okay, they were so worried. Yeah, because of that, they made his bond Low. lower and he was actually able to make bail on October 26th. Correct. Which quickly kind of goes... Then he's like, I need to run under the like radar. Like, under the radar, like, I, I gotta go hide. Mm-hmm. So, but this isn't the end. So, while he's, like, trying to get away, mm-hmm. and there's no forwarding address for these people, mm-hmm. is that what I'm understanding? Like, Well, well while he's made bail, they're still working, because they're, like, robbing Gex out of the business. We can't touch him right now until we find more. So that leaves us with Edward Spritzer and Andrew and Thomas Cocorales. Okay. So let's go back to the manager and so, we're going to talk to him some right, more. Right, because they actually did leave a forwarding address. Yep. So I the misunderstood brothers. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the Cocorales. 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 Okay, sorry. La so, Cocorales. I know. I was just going to the same thing. So that's, okay, so that's what I misunderstood is there wasn't one, but there was. They actually yes. left the hotel and left a forwarding address. In case they were to get any sort of, I don't know, like my Satan the- books, <laughs> right? If anybody wants to reach me. So the police go and they visit this place at this address and they talk to Thomas. Now, he couldn't give any straight answers, but there wasn't enough to, like, take him in for questioning. So where does that leave the police? Because now Thomas has, been, they've, they found him. They've mm-hmm. talked to him. Well, no, it, they were actually able to take him in because... How, um... Okay, I'm struggling like a motherfucker. It's okay. No, because they were talking to him, they were asking him questions, but every answer that he get was giving was conflicting in some sort of way. So they're like, okay, you seem highly suspect. Mm-hmm. We're going to take you in just for some more questioning. And so they did take him in. And then once he's in there, he sings. Doesn't he like, coo, coo? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at first he tried not to, but then he took a polygraph test, and when they're like, "Hey, you failed that," then so he's they like, kind of hit the gold oh, mine with him. Right, fine. Mm-hmm. So that was like their great big goose with the golden egg, right? Yes. He starts telling them everything, and that's when he starts talking about the cult and blah 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 blah. So they bring in more things, but before before we get into that, we have to at least talk about who the fuck these guys are, mm-hmm. besides people that like to chop off boobies and rake victims. So, the Cocorales brothers. Thomas was born in 1958 and Andrew was born in 1961, which puts them at 24 and 21 at the time of their arrests, which was made November 5th of 1982. We don't know a whole lot about the men except for Robin. Yeah, he's the only (laughs) one that they really have information on. Yeah. There was a book and I wanted to get the book so I could read the book. However, when I got on Amazon, I don't know if they fucked up the price range for it or if they're really wanting it. But I'm not going to read a light read book because it's not very thick. But it was $98. $98 uh, to, 99, no. to $999. Serious? Yeah, I was like, fuck it. I don't care that much about their previous <laughs> life. No. Fuck them. Anyways. Yeah. However, this is my favorite part about these little brothers. Thomas loved cocaine. Weed and women. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. Yeah, and I think he was a painter. Oh, if nice. I remember right. Uh, he only had an Hopping IQ. It, maybe. Yeah, he liked to hook the paint. He was like the little, um, oh fuck, happy little trees. Yeah. Oh, God. Bob, Bob Ross. Ross. Thank you. I used to watch that with my grandma for like as long as I could remember. I was actually a good painter. I did not huff the paint. What? Sorry. Him being the Rob, the Rob boss. <laughs> the Rob boss. <laughs> the Bob Ross. The Bob Ross. IQ of 75, he reminded you of me. There, just kidding. There are no mutilations. 
just happy, happy little accident. Happy little oh accident. God. <laughs> uh, sorry. That was a great one. No, that's good. I was uh, going to keep that to myself. No, that was a good one. I'm glad you didn't keep that one to yourself. That was a good share. Good share. Anyway, he had an IQ of 75, which is borderline mental retardation. Mm -hmm. In 1957, if you had an IQ under 85, it was deemed as mental retardation. So, so there's that. Yeah. Um, In 1992, they lowered it to 70 to 75. People Mm. still argue that anything 80 and below still hinders people unable to uh, do daily activities. Like make a cognitive decision of like... Yeah, right and right. wrong, take care of yourself, pay bills, leave the, d- turn the stove off when you're done cooking, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, because I think IQ used to be determined, like, whatever age you were times 10. So if you had an IQ of 80, you really had the mental capacity of an 8-year-old. I think that's how it was. I don't know if they um, changed it, so. because obviously I'm not going to have a mental capacity, or an IQ of 280. No. <laughs> right? <laughs> Is if that- anything, I'm Benjamin buttoning my IQ. <laughs> right? <laughs> Mine went backwards. Yes. Yes. Okay. So in uh, he was arrested in 1982. Mm-hmm. So that in that year, then he was qualified as being mentally, mentally disabled. disabled, right? You think? I mean, because they didn't change it till 92. So 10 so, years later. Yeah. So at that point, yeah, these brothers were also raised Greek Orthodox. Yes, they were in a Greek Orthodox church. The Greek Orthodox church. In the Greek Orthodox. And what's funny is later it said that they police and everything's within that would handle cases and trials that they felt bad for the brothers and how they grew up. I want to know. How did why? they grow up? Like, why? What are, what are we missing? Tell me. Right. We need that fucking book. I know. I'm just. Cheap. Okay. I'm going to. You know what? No, I'll, I'll, I'll see. Like, I'm not paying $998 for it, but I wonder <laughs> if I on. could fucking find it somewhere else. I've tried. Kindle version? <clears throat> I've, I've tried it. Usually you have to buy everything through, like, Amazon. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can find on Amazon. And our library sucks and doesn't have it. Of Weird. course our fucking library doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Weird. But, so you know, then I got mad got, and I was like, fuck them. I don't care. They've got okay. six fucking volumes of every Twilight book ever written. Ew. God. Okay. Twilight. Twilight. But yeah, his IQ is actually going to be important for next week's episode. Yeah. So, Edward, his brother, Edward. What kind of cunt name is Edward Norton? (laughs) (laughs) I love Sausage Party. (laughs) Um, Edward was born in 1958, putting him at the same age as Thomas during the time of the arrest. He also had an IQ of 76. Low IQ. Sorry, I'm screwing this all the way up. You're good. You're good. So Thomas and Edward, same age. They both have IQs of 75, 76. So it's kind of showing a pattern of Of like these other men that are stepping forward are not mentally capable of either fully understanding what's happening or they were easily coerced into doing things. And it, he's Edward Spritzer, too. I didn't say that. Oh, you're good. Sorry. You're good. He'd also been, like, with a psychologist who said that he had, like, a schizoid personality. Right. And so, what does that even mean? Like, it was mean, he, like, schizophrenic? Or yeah. Like, he was, like, borderline personality, but he had, like, this, it, everybody, he felt he was, um, in, blah, 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 blah. he related to people in an inferior way. And he responded to his environment very impulsively. Like, he didn't have the that whole, I should think before I do. 
didn't yeah but this guy also had like a history of violence with animals as well yeah mm-hmm. so he kind of had a piece of the triad the yes. mcdonald's triad where he at least exhibited some sort of previous signs of being a fucking nutbag right right is that is that politically correct to call people nutbags i believe it is okay a nutbag is a good word well, he sliced off tits and killed people. I don't give a yeah. shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> or any. He's not yeah. the same. Nope. He is not the same. So, Robin Gicht. 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 But Gicht. I like Gicht. to say Gicht. <laughs> <laughs> he was born in 1953, putting him as the oldest, as, and he was almost 29 when he was arrested. He's the ringleader, clearly. He was a construction worker. He was married with three kids, so there's that guy that fit in with everything, like they said earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, the chill, normal person. He's like, the Clint. Right. He's the. F- <laughs> Why do you have to put him in? Because Clint it? has a band and can grow a mustache, right? <laughs> and has a wife and three kids, and he so, has the glasses potential because he wears glasses. So, but he's the one that, like, you wouldn't think was yeah, participating. He's the David Parker Ray's. Yeah, dude, he's the worst ones are. Yeah. All right. Um, like the other males in his family, he loved big breasts. He loved them titties. Oh, the daddy likes the boobies. The grandpa <laughs> likes the big boobies. Everybody Listen, likes the big titties. I come from a long line of titty appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> Just all the women in their family all running the way, around tits a swinging. <laughs> all the way back from my great great grandpappy. He loved himself some double D's. I come by it honestly. Fucking grandpa yeah. He also loved the big daddy. Sorry. All right. (laughs) However, their love and his clear obsession was different. Yeah, I mean, the other one happy gick liked some titties, but he wasn't gonna fucking jerk off in their holes. Yeah, he liked the titties on the ladies. It's (laughs) fucked. Sorry. (laughs) Stop. Sometimes she says things. I know, and it doesn't and I, register for a minute. And a I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I gotta look at her and be like, you did, you did say that. I did, I did. Okay. All right. I don't even want to hear it. There has been some text messages from her that I have right. been like, okay, yeah. Right. Just yeah. when I thought I couldn't love you anymore. <laughs> right. I, but it took me 30 seconds to realize it because it has I sometimes will like say something, and then even like 30 minutes later, I'll be like, hmm, I don't know why I said that. I was really fucked up. I don't ask questions why I say things. I'm like, it just happens. It it comes out. We're going to go with it. So this fella was a little off. A little bit. A little off. A little bit off. When he was younger, apparently he raped his little sister. Mm -hmm. That's off. Secret tickle time. (laughs) I don't think it's secret tickle time when she's non-consent. Yeah. I I think that's like surprise tickle time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. Mm -hmm. So after after this, he was sent to live with his grandparents, and this is where he his satanic obsession began, like mm-hmm. where it like all started to blossom. Yeah, old Pappy Gek talking about big old titties. <laughs> I want to brush up on the Satans. <laughs> Does Satan like titties? I don't know, but we don't know how they grew up. So like, did his grandparents like? Did his granddad have some weird shit? Like, I bet you would. You would think. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, as a teen, his ex-girlfriends would talk about he always wanted to put needles in their nipples. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. Okay. In fact, at some point in his young life, he told his girlfriend to remove her nipples or someone else would. Yeah, he had like this weird thing. <laughs> so, 
You better take off those nipples or somebody else somebody is going to do it. It's like your mom's That is a weird fucking thing to say. Like, wipe off all that makeup or I will. Except those are nipples. You yeah. Wipe them off. If you don't take them off, somebody will. So you might as yeah. well do it yourself how you want or somebody's going to Okay, gonna do Robin, it. who the fuck is going to come strolling along and is like, oh, you have nipples? Not anymore. Nipples. Well, I, I'm going to need you to not nipple. <laughs> yeah. The only other person that would do that would be David Parker Ray. Exactly. Or Ed Gein. Or Ed Gein. Yeah. You know. Your selection is slim. Maybe he's right. Maybe she should have done it first or else somebody else was going to do it and make a belt out of him. I don't know. Uh, We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Fuck him. Maybe they had friends. But he had like this weird obsession of wanting to know how how the titties worked. Yeah. Like he was stupid. He didn't understand. So he would, he had like this weird obsession with nipples, like what what makes them work? If you chop them off, What's then what happens? There? Yeah. Do yeah. you still function? Does it still squirt milk? There's no nipple. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Apparently after that he cut off his wife's nipples. Mm-hmm. So we you know. So yeah, we've, she's still, so we've heard. She still stands by his innocence though. She said Yeah, and I just want to walk up to her and be like, take off your Can shirt. Can I see your titties? <laughs> Flash me. How many titties do you have? (laughs) I need to see what you got going on up there. Do you have the two titties? And if you do have the two titties, do they both have the nipples? (laughs) Do you have the eyeballs of the chest? I need to know. I need to know now. That's so fucking... All right, anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he had many books on the occult and on ancient torture devices, which Mm. (laughs) we are going to cover ancient torture devices later this month. Yes, after we've done the Reaper crew. <laughs> yes, after the um, Reaper crew, we're going the Judas chair. Cradle, the Judas I, chair, the Judas cradle, whatever, I'll, I'll, anything related to if Judas and if torture. It says it's good. Judas in the beginning, it's a good one. It's a good. One. Are there any <laughs> nipple removing devices? I yes, there they was. do. They do have tit rippers. Oh mm-hmm. good. Oh good. Well, that, that, I, and that's why he I was gotta saying stop grabbing that. my own breasts. Right? And she like, used to grab herself. Yeah, I know. She's like, they feel so good. It's a new bra. It's a nice bra. Oh, mm, nice. nice. All bra. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a titty dance. <laughs> I feel left out. Okay. okay. There you now. go. There you go. We've all had a titty dance. Okay. <clears throat> so he. Dacht. <laughs> Also converted his attic into a satanic chapel, as we'll find out later from Thomas, the mm-hmm. little songbird. There's books, candles, an altar, and upside down crosses have been spray painted into the walls. Does his wife know about that? Like, yeah. That's what well, I want to know. She, she did? that mm-hmm. it was there? Mm-hmm. All right. And okay. you're okay with that? Right? Like, I mean, I can tolerate some shit. You've got a mustache, you've got a van, you've got greasy hair, and you've got a, <laughs> a chapel in our... Yeah. She did not and know about the no whole nipples. trinity. She didn't. Uh, yeah, she, but who walks upstairs where they should be storing Christmas decorations, sees that shit, and is like, okay. And I'm we, sure people will think that when they walk into your house, too. This bitch got snakes and heads on the wall everywhere. Hmm. Okay, that's fair. But when like, axes. Axes and, and yeah. fucking skulls and, yeah, all right. She's probably just like, yeah, he's into some weird yeah. shit. As long as he doesn't have it in the living room, I don't give a fuck. Right? That's why he's <laughs> upstairs, because then I don't have to look at it. Except Maybe. mine's... Everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, everywhere. man. Okay, you have a good point. Yeah. Right? I'm not a devil worshiper, just so everybody knows. Maybe you should be. Mm-hmm. Anyways. You wouldn't have to transform your house very much. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> anyway. Oh, man. Um, that was a good one. Some of his books included some bizarre history of torture and 
sick method of cutting a, off breasts of a woman. Off a, uh, off a woman. A woman. Off of a woman. God. <laughs> you, you like to cut teeth off women and make Off of our women. <laughs> and make a tooth tobacco pouch. Yes. So, <laughs> a torture and sick method of cutting off a breast of a woman to be saved and used as a tobacco pouch. Yeah, that's what people did in history. Well, it's kind of like what they do with lopamophamies. Both. To then. But isn't it like those. Those cow sacks. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> like the a nut coin sacks. Purse? Yeah. 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 But they yeah. did them with teats. Mm-hmm. I just, I am really smoking tits. Do they have the nipples? Smoking tits. Look at my smoking tit bag. <laughs> <laughs> do they have the nipples? I would assume. Is that where it opens? I don't know. Or at the bottom. We're going to yeah. just point down. Or did they squeeze like. it yeah. and tobacco yeah, shoots out s- of it. Oh! oh, it's like toothpaste. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's a titty toothpaste. But I want to know, like, dispenser. where, like, where was that ever okay? Mm. And who were they taking these tobacco pouches off of? Right? Were they using them in public? And somebody was like, "Oh, let me see that." That's that a beautiful. <laughs> that is a beautiful tip pouch. Where, where did, did you get, get it? <laughs> well, sir, I took it off of my wife because. She had a teeny bit of cleavage showing, and it was oh inappropriate, God. and so I committed she, her for adultery, and I chopped off her titties. She, she, she has she, one more, for a fine sum. God saw fit to grease her with a spare, sir, and so I'm off to buy a new brassiere. Uh, one that Lord. has the full left. <laughs> the full Jesus. left. okay. Okay, sorry. Anyway, he, this dude had a way with words. An ability for people to believe in what he said or easily be intimidated by him. Um, later, we find that many likened him to that of Charles Manson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he must have been very charismatic little sociopath. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you can talk people into fucking chopping up women and then doing, doing the things. That, things. Yeah. 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 Well, and everybody else says, when we get into it next week, they all say he possessed us or he had some sort of ability over us we did not have a say in anything that we did he has like supernatural abilities and he has possessed us right us do these things that we've done which i mean you're also dealing with people with a very low iq so i'm sure he's probably yeah a guy with a way with words who can be intimidating right yeah and to thicken things up even more apparently one time at one point in time robin geck actually worked at pdm contractors and if anybody knows anything about pdm contractors that's where john wayne gacy Gacy. worked and robin geck was a subcontractor for pdm so he knew john wayne gacy there's always been the rumor along with gacy that he, he had to have had an accomplice much like dean coral had to have an accomplice right it would be hard for an older guy to lure these young kids. And especially men that yeah. look like John Wayne Gacy. Right. Ugh, for real. Fat guy that dresses up like a clown? Sure, let me come on over. Fuck no, no, dude. No. And so there's always been that. But he and Gacy had even said at one point, one day you will find my accomplices because they are going to grow up and be serial killers themselves. And so some people like to speculate that Robin Gett had helped Gacy. At some point in time. I learned how to do his bullshit. Right. However, Gacy liked boys. Right. Gek does not like boys He wants big all. titty women. Method of killing is different. Right. 
everything is different. The only thing that they have in common is that they both worked at the same place. But pretty much they both like to kill. That was about, that's all they got. And, but it is odd that John Wayne Gacy was actually apprehended in 1978. And then the very, just a couple of years later is when Linda Sutton goes missing. There's also speculations uh-huh. of another death that we'll get into next week that actually happened a year later. And so they're like, eh, maybe is this the same? Yeah. <laughs> is this the same? But anytime you look up the Ripper crew, this is like one of the first things that pops up because yeah. media found it out and they're like, yeah, ran with it. It's always like the leading paragraph. Oh, by the way. Right. And there was the fact that even Robin Geck had said Gacy's biggest mistake was putting the bodies under his own house. Yeah. Like, just all like nonchalant. Like, like this all dumb motherfucker. So I oh, learned, really, Millie? Yeah. Why would you do his that? Mistakes. Yeah, let me, let me put one of the most notorious serial killers during that time. Discredit everything. Like this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> this bitch. This bitch. But later, Robin Geck actually said that he had no connection to Gacy. But we'll find out throughout next week's episode. He constantly lies or tries to discredit himself from anything. So can we do we trust do the we, word yeah, of a right. serial killer? Do we trust who do we trust? Media serial killer? They're why both would fucking you, awful. Why would you I trust don't know. anything this fucking dude says? Right. Yeah. But on the same breath, you can't really trust the media either. Yeah. No. Fake news. news. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) So in a 2014 article from Killer's Crawl Space, they received a letter from Robin, and it actually stated that there is no truth as to I ever working or knowing Gacy until 1985 when I heard Gacy was here at the same prison that he was at. We never met, uh, but here at Menard, or Menard, I don't know, Correction Center or whatever, Andrew uh, Cocorales actually became Gacy's cellmate on death row. And that's all he ever knew of Gacy other than like what the, people know of him and his crimes. And right. I'll, I'll put the link of that in the description so people can read. So this is pretty much what we have on the Ripper crew so far. And we kind of brushed over the death of the victims. We didn't really talk deeply fully into everything because that's going to come later. But we kind of know a little bit about them in their past. We know that apparently they love Satan. They have an addict for devil worshiping. You've got three kids with low IQ Mm -hmm. that are being... He comes from a long line of titty appreciation. Right. All the titties. But this is where we're going to stop. We're going to leave you. Listen. (laughs) Stop. Stop. Corabulate and listen. Corabulate. Corabulate. I'm going to corabulate. How about you? Listen. Corabulate. Crabs are holding me tightly, flowing like a harpoon, daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo. That song is so fucked up when it referenced into this case. I know. I, know. I was just doing the same thing. I'm like, I just made it dirty. Did you? I was just so... <laughs> Uh-huh. Grab a mm-hmm. hold of me tightly. Blow like a harpoon. Oh. And she's like Daily shaking her titties while she's doing it, so... Control I, your tits. <laughs> I'm emulating the running man, dude. It was popular then. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can kick ass at the running man, just saying. And the Roger Rabbit. Me too. I could Roger mm. Rabbit like a motherfucker. And the snake. 
Okay. <laughs> yep, we're good. Anyways, we're doing that again. That's all. That's all we're going to talk about next week. We'll talk about confessions and what actually happened, the different things, devices that they used on the victims, and what they did, and, and their satanic mad. ritual. Because we also need to remember, none of the left breasts were ever found. found. No tobacco pouches. Damn it. Damn all it. I can think about is the stu- the toothpaste. Squirt- <laughs> yeah. Nope. I can't. Toothpaste squirting out a teat bag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of tobacco. Of tobacco bags. Why not milk? I don't know. Our history is fucked up. We did some heinous things. Heinous yeah. shit. Which I can't um, wait to talk about in a, our upcoming episodes. But should we say thank you to the folks that did our pomos? Uh, our pomos. Our pomos. <laughs> uh, Corpus Derelicti. Um, Bloody Murder and Soul Forge. Yes, check them all out. Definitely go listen, give them a review, subscribe, do all of those wonderful things, and tell me about my weekly shout out. Yeah, man, the, the new one. Okay, so uh, actually, Quinn is the one who was like, "You gotta listen to these guys," and it's Chief. It's called the Chief and blah, blah, blah. Chief and Sean Show. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. <laughs> Jesus. Mouthificate. Fuck words make malice. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, if you've ever watched the show on, I think it's Discovery Channel, and it's Street Outlaws. It's the same guys that do that show, but they are fucking hilarious in their podcast because they don't have to have certain things scripted. It's just them. I relate to them on many levels. Go check it out. Listen to episodes 38 and 39 specifically. 39 if you can't listen to 38 too, because 39 is so fucking funny. You will cry. You will be I'm laughing excited so hard. To, like, so I'm going to go home and take a tub mm-hmm. and like, you know, do the bubble bath with the bath bomb. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it does. You guys need bigger bathtubs. Yeah, I we know. Do. I, that's the one thing when we remodeled the Victorian, I was like. I don't care if it's in the living room. (laughs) Yeah, bathtub that covers my knees and my tits at the same time. So, which isn't hard for you. You're a people nugget. (laughs) (laughs) I can swim in most everything. Yeah, Um, but you do laps in your bathtub. (laughs) I'm going home and I'm checking this out because, like, when you and Quinn start describing some of this, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's good. It's good. Anybody else have any Um, podcasts they want to talk about? We briefly talked about what the fuss. Go and listen to them. They're funny. I do love what the fuss and we've and talked about them a couple of times when we've said fatty two tits throughout that's this Rocky's. episode that's Rocky's he wants to be fat shamed so go and listen to him understand <laughs> where that comes from why fat shame him on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> <laughs> if you see him with chicken nachos in his hand slap them out of his hand because he cares I'm okay with my soft shitty body now I just whatever I've gotten to Give a point where like nachos. my husband still thinks I'm very attractive and still wants to see me without my clothes on. So Some people still point, want me to sit on their face. Most importantly, the man with the face carpet. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I but care about. I, you know, so at this point, I'll take all those chicken nachos. Right. I'll help you with those. I'm, yeah, I'm closer to, to 30. I got three kids. I can never be single because I'm not going to work out either. I'm going to be like, this is it. This is what you get. This is all I got for you. Uh, you know what, though? Where am I? I have goldfish, I, though, like. You know what though? Like, Fuck single moms dude. because they have snacks. They will send you with a juice box on your way out. <laughs> right? Yeah, but like, dudes still look at me in the store. Like, some of them might have a van, but <laughs> I've decided and they that I don't want you in it. They're like, <laughs> you're a great big old fat person. <laughs> you're you not a size 14. 14. 
I'm like, oh, fuck, I am. Oh, God. Son of a bitch. <laughs> best beat, best beat. They see us as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm going to get her in my van I... by myself. <laughs> challenge accepted. accepted. Uh, you, it would be so easy. Open it up and just sell, say you're selling street tacos. Oh, my God. Free. Dude. For free. free. I will I run into candy. the van no with the quickness. Shit. I have candy. I have street tacos and I got here. coffee. I'll you be could like, be like, you could be like, do you <laughs> see this box of kittens? And I'd be like, no, I'm too short. And they're like, come closer and look. And then they would literally just be able to flip the box over me and drag me into the van. I'm fucked. My only hope is that if I were to ever be kidnapped, I would just sit and start spouting off all of my true crime knowledge, and they'd be like, you are fucked up. Any plan that I had had nothing to do <laughs> with what you're talking about. I'm gonna let you go, and we're gonna pretend this never fucking happened. Be like, we're not, we're let's gonna, play a gonna, game. We're gonna make some mustache promises. Yeah, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna rub mustaches, rub womb rooms. So, but then maybe I don't even have a good one, dude, because they like we're snatching women out of broad daylight. Um, okay. Maybe use the buddy system when you're walking to your vehicle, or just be a hefty hoe like us, or be <laughs> or gain some weight and stay yep. in chalk lines. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey y'all, Jen and Lindsay here from the Corpus Delicti podcast, here to tell you to check out our show. If true crime's your thing, it's ours too. Just a little dash of lightheartedness and a hint of southern charm. Serial killers, controversial cases, historical hallmarks, we've got it all. So just join us every Tuesday on iTunes, Podbeam, or many other podcast apps as we dive into compelling cases and crack them open for you. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's C-O-R-P-U-S. D-E-L-I-C-T-I. See you Tuesday. Honey guys, don't be a hero, mate. And I said, I'm not trying to be a hero, but the police are coming. Good evening, and this city remains stunned by yesterday's massacre. They are indeed. Let's get murdering. What were you thinking that first moment when the crocodile latched on? Smell the glory, daddy. Send your knuckle butt. I was singing, I'm gone. Hi, I'm Barney Black. And I'm Tara Saraban. We make bloody murder. Indeed. It's a weekly true crime podcast focusing on lesser known serial killers and crime stories from Australia. And around the globe. I like eating bananas and punching children. And I ran out of bananas. (laughs) Bloody murder is available on iTunes, Stitcher. And pretty much everywhere. Welcome to the Soul Forge. A place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything. On the Soul Forge. Fucking loved it. Did what were the windows a... like? <laughs> Did your dad have a mustache? Were so there windows? It was like, is it the Econo van? It only, it didn't have any windows in the back because he was it's a, the Econo line. Yeah, he was a he was a carpenter, so he had to put ladders and shit in the back yeah. of his van. But 
What kind of glasses did he wear? He didn't wear any. <laughs> We're good. And he okay. only had a lone mustache one time in his life. And then I'm pretty sure my mom shamed him into never doing that again. Yeah. <laughs> Get a mustache. Which is shame. good. We're going to mustache shame you into being. His mustache was. Do you remember Spencer's? It was bad. The molestage. <laughs> Dude, I cannot with that's, my husband's mustache. Oh, oh. We love you, Spencer. Spencer is a good-looking dude until you just put a mustache on it. Then I can't. That's a turn the lights down. Don't make my mustache. <laughs> I can't Doggy look style at you. only until that <laughs> shit fucking, grows back. He walked out of the house and I was like, <laughs> no. Did um, you feel? I, did you feel bad about yourself that you let your husband leave the house like that? <laughs> You're like, I, what kind of person am I? I contemplated a temporary separation. <laughs> Dude, Quinn had a mustache once, too. Just a lone one. And I, and I said, no. Dude, uh, we, <laughs> do, we have a handsome ass, and your husband can't even grow one. So. <laughs> he can grow a stash. It's the beard that we have a problem with. He, he gets all fucking gets, Joe Dirt. Okay, he so does. now it's required. We need to get him some double bridge glasses. And he has to grow he a stash. He has to grow his mustache. Oh, and he for has just a minute. to drive the van. Yes. Holy the windows shit. are tinted. Which of the seats come out. Perfect. Oh my goodness. I know what we're doing for Halloween now. No, yep. We can't for Halloween. He's got uh, he's got obligations. Growing mustache. No, he's gotta be the Joker again. Oh, oh. cutest. Yeah, okay. he did make a good Joker, so he I did that actually badass. I find I fangirled a little over that. Yeah. The picture of him on the train. I was like, oh, look yes. at him looking all like fucking handsome and she And he was totally, he's all owning it. Like, we're on tracks in Salt Lake. And he's got a stroller. And he's dressed like the Suicide Squad Joker. And uh-huh. he's just standing there like, mm-hmm. <laughs> His chesticle is out. I know. His yeah. shirt's all <laughs> half unbuttoned. Open, got green hair. He's got, like, a breeze roll, rolling over his teats. He's just, like, suspenders. <laughs> nipple is slightly erect. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that got me was his pinky rings. Like, we were walking, <laughs> we were walking up to get on tracks, and I'm like, dude, those pinky rings. <laughs> those pinky rings. <laughs> and this lady looks at me like, Okay, <laughs> you're right. All right, I'm like, mm. Mm. them turning me on. Yeah, oh turning me on with those pinky rings. <laughs> We're getting. We should get one for each of our husbands for Christmas. <laughs> they all get a fucking pinky ring. It has like CMD them. on them. <laughs> yes, a skull. Our forces yes. unite. The hubbies of CMD. <laughs> oh lord. Oh no. So back back at the ranch. Yes, <clears throat> that was a that was a wonderful that was a wonderful squirrel hunt. 